Irie Emerald Productions presents Tall Tales from a Short Memory, narrated by Bill Nealon and Sharika Shim. Determination, Jim Dam Davis. The Cairo days were ones I'd never forget. It started my journey with the iron. There were so many unforgettable characters like Jim Dam Davis. We were pals and occasional training partners for three years. As a friend, Jim had your back and was extremely loyal. He was our health club superstar. Why? Because at 5'6", 185 pounds, Jimmy Davis was winning bodybuilding titles such as Mr. Georgia, Mr. Dixie, Mr. Southern America, and a host of other ones. Not to mention, he was regularly squatting over 400 pounds for reps. At this time, Jimmy was a physical anomaly, having unheard of 19-inch arms and a 50-inch chest, turning heads anywhere he went and he had the personality to match. But it wasn't always like that. In 1971, Jimmy Davis, a rising football star, was looking forward to a football scholarship in Tampa. That dream was shattered on a hot summer evening while traveling on I-85. A car jumped the median, killing the driver and his girlfriend of the car Jimmy was in. His new wife in the backseat emerged with barely a scratch. Jim, however, had a broken nose, multiple facial contusions, broken ribs, and a shattered right leg. It was so bad, when the paramedics moved him from the destroyed car to the gurney, his lower right leg, hanging on only by the outside lateral tendon, fell off the stretcher. Abandoned by his wife after the accident, Jimmy tried to heal at his mom's house. Recovery was agonizingly slow. A plastic kneecap and six steel pins indicated if he was ever going to walk again, it would be with a cane and a permanent limp. Jimmy fought deep depression, and the weeks rolled by slowly. While watching mindless TV, Jimmy got an idea. He slowly tried to slide his outstretched leg off the ottoman and hold it there for a few seconds. Over the weeks, he started developing static strength, and he drapes his mother's purse loaded with a couple of empty 16-ounce Coke bottles over his ankle. Surprising himself over time and tedious persistence, he's able to hold his leg out unsupported and with additional weight for two minutes straight. After his scheduled visit with the surgeon, Jimmy sat in a chair and dared the surgeon to press down on his extended leg. I think some of these steel pins have to come out. Those pins are permanent. They're locking your leg in place. The surgeon flatly refused Jimmy's suggestion. Jimmy nodded, smiled, and motioned to the doctor to press harder. Amazed, Jimmy was able to strengthen his atrophied quadriceps so much, the surgeon consented, and a few days later removed three of the steel pins. After the accident, Jimmy's body weight had plummeted to 135 pounds. Within 15 months, he was weighing 185 again. Two years later, Jimmy was winning bodybuilding contests such as Mr. Georgia, Mr. Dixie, Mr. Southern America, and a host of others in the ensuing years. He became extremely confident in himself, and rightfully so. When relaying the story, Jimmy would say, These doctors gave up on me. I was strong before I was going to be strong again. When Jimmy started competing, I competed alongside him a few times. For my second bodybuilding contest in Augusta, Georgia, the attendant taking entry fees said to my friend Don, who was also entering, that we had to pay a late fee. Don explained that our trainer, Carol Whitfield, called in our entries from Atlanta days before. 
He didn't care and charged down the late fee anyway. He looked at me holding my gym bag and said, Oh, it's only a dollar for spectators. <laughs> now feeling like the contest was mine, I told him, uh, I'm also entering. He gave a half-hearted shrug and looked at me and said, uh, uh, Sure, you look great there, bud, and proceeded to charge me the light fee, too. Jimmy was backstage pumping up when he saw the look on our faces. What happened? Well, we got charged a late fee. I didn't pay no late fee. Cairo called us in. Well, we looked at Jimmy, and then we looked at the floor. Stay right here. He stormed over to the attendant and demanded he return our money. If his explanation of Cairo was good enough, then so were his friends. But Jimmy took a real risk here. The attendant could have given Jimmy back his money and disqualified him, kicked him right out of the contest. Jimmy's sense of fairness was so strong, he didn't care. What he cared about were his friends. Our late fee was returned, we entered the contest, and Jimmy Davis was declared the overall winner. Was I proud to be his friend? You know it. Jim had a powerful presence, and his persona could be very persuasive. Steroids weren't illegal at the time, and Jimmy carried them around like candy, always pressuring me to use them. Come on, Billy. I see how hard you're training, buddy. I know you want to win a trophy. Hell, everybody's using them. Just trying to help you out, buddy. Billy, you know everybody loves big arms. Hell, I hear it every damn day. Punctuating his statement with his favorite adjective, damn. This was Jim's catch-all word. I'll guarantee you, he would always say. It got to a point where we called him Jim Damn Davis. He was a lovable character prone to hyperbole. Entering the gym, I would hear him bellow, Billy, just missed 440 on the bench. Well, how much did you do, Jim? 365. But it just missed 440. Should have been here. Funny thing was, most of the time, Jimmy could back it up. Or close to it. It's been many years since we've been in touch, and I have no idea where my larger-than-life friend is today. I will always smile thinking of his supreme belief in himself, optimism, and the way he could dominate a weight room, a contest, or almost anything he set his mind to. And there's at least one surgeon who will agree with me.